0: Welcome to the Dog Training Audio Experience Podcast. This is the podcast that's all about dogs. That's training, behavior, products, recommendations, and beyond. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and behavior consultant and the founder of From Dusk Till Dog. I'm excited about this episode because if you don't know what to get your dog this holiday season, this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited. Today is all about our holiday gift guide, if you will, for your dogs. It's officially holiday season and I am here with an awesome guest to go through some things that you might want to consider picking up your pup this holiday season. So today's episode is going to be dedicated to products and things that we love for our dogs. So stay tuned to hear all of our unique gift ideas and recommendations coming from two professional dog trainers. So pretty good sources. I'm going to toot our own horn there. My guest today is Mallory Kratimenos. She is a Victoria Stillwell Academy certified dog trainer and the owner of Engineering Optimism Dog Training located in Crown Point, Indiana. Welcome to the show, Mallory. Thanks for being here. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, this is, I think people are gonna love this because I know as, aside from being a dog trainer, I, as a dog mom, absolutely love dog products. And I think I get more excited about it than when I buy myself stuff. I don't know if you're like that, but I get very excited about what I'm getting, Jade and Freddie. So I wanna treat this like an awards show. So we're gonna kind of do favorites. I, I steered away from saying best of because every dog's a little different and these are our favorites. So I'm going to say these are our favorite. X, Y, and Z. So let's start off. And I want to talk about like, obviously what they are for those listening. If you want to check this out on YouTube, we're going to be showing some of these products and feel free to reach out to Mallory or myself. If you have questions about any of these products or want to see what they're like, you can Google them. Stuff will come up so you can do your research, make sure it's a good pick for your dog. But let's start off with puzzle toys because we're all enrichment fanatics. I know you are. I am we talk about it a lot. (laughs) So what, in terms of puzzle toys, why don't you explain to those listening, just what, what they're about and then tell us some of your favorites.
1: Yeah. So puzzle toys are all about hiding. Usually food items. Um, there are some that you can hide toys, Mm. but they're usually, usually, um, far between, but it's mostly food and you hide food in it and your dog has to figure out how to get it out. And they go um, by different difficulty levels. And then it's kind of a skill that your dog can build over time. So you start easy and then you can proceed to more and more difficult as you go on.
0: I love that you said you can move up. And I know some of the ones we're going to talk about actually are labeled with different levels. Level one, two, Mm -hmm. three. So some things do have that on there. And I love that you said that because Jade used to be very confused by a level one type of puzzle and now blows through it very quickly and has become better at it. So your dog can learn, like you said, how to do these puzzles and how to get better. So uh, what are what are one or more of your favorites that you use?
1: Um, so first of all, I wanted to say that how you were saying that jade has progressed i just wanted Mm -hmm. to mention that problem solving is a skill and i think a lot of people don't recognize that like they'll put a puzzle toy down and expect their dog to just figure it out magically but it's (laughs) a skill they definitely have to (laughs) yeah they definitely have to learn how to problem solve better over time and there are some that are very inept problem solvers there are some that quite aren't quite aren't as skilled and take some help um getting into it but i think Mm -hmm. for puzzle toys really the go-to is nina oddison puzzle toys Mm -hmm. um it's most of the ones I see um they're typically I think most of them are made by Outward Hound I don't know that all of them are Mm -hmm. um but by Outward Hound and they do make some toy ones as well but most of them are for food um but that's typically my favorite brand and they are labeled in terms of levels of difficulty I think they're I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but
0: they're like level one, two, three, and so on. Yeah, I think, yeah, I actually, I think it goes up to like four or five. I think they're, up. they've had newer ones too. And I'm like, oh, but I actually have, so which one do you have like a favorite from them that you like to use? Yeah, so um, one of my dogs is really pawsy.
1: Um, Mm. And and that's another thing, different dogs have different preferences. So I have one that's like more of a skilled problem solver where he's slow and meticulous. And the other one just likes to paw the crap out of things. Just get it
0: open. Yeah, that sounds like Freddy. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: um, my my favorite is this one. And it has like these little bones that you can put in to make it more difficult because it prevents this from spinning. But the idea is it has all of these different layers and you put food in here and then, you know, in it the right way so your dog can't see and they get to that. paw
0: and twist it um i believe it's called the tornado or the twist yes oh, yeah. but it's a great one i love that one actually have that one too and love it i usually give that one to jade she likes that one a lot and i love it. you said and i want to hone in on this too and I like that we're going back and forth a little bit with these ideas and things that's gonna stem up with training, because obviously you wanna talk about the, the products and, and the picks we have, but also how they're used, why they're used, things like that in terms of, especially with puzzle toys. But Freddie is very much pausey and movement oriented little guy, my chihuahua mix. So he just like bats the crap out of it and wants to get it open. And Indeed, like you said, your other dog, very meticulous, thinking about it, very purposeful in how she's doing it. And so, you know, if you have a dog that really is handsy, if you will, has a lot of paw movement coming at you, something like this might help them kind of relieve that thing or that need or that want to do that or if your dog really loves to sniff out food and you re- they really love scent type of work and things like that, like puzzle toys is also really good for them. So kind of using it to your specific dog and picking things you think would really help them out with what they normally or naturally like to do a little more than others is, is great, great thought. Um, so this is my, this is also by Nina Odetson and, and Outward Hound. So it's, it's a staple, but this is called The Brick. And similar thing to yours, you know, it has the the little bones you can either put in or not. And then it has, so this is a little level up. This is not a beginner's one, but this one I give to Freddie. So then there's little compartments you can hide either their dry food or treats, anything you want in here that your dog likes. So the brick is one of my faves. And then I wanted to show one more. I brought all these up and I actually had to, not allow Jade and Freddie in here because they were very much like, "What, what the hell are you doing with all these? And why aren't they down, ready for us?" So this is like an expert level one that I also give to Freddie, and he goes through it pretty quickly now. But this is a uh, this one's called the hide and slide. I feel like Vanna White this one's called the hide and slide. And yeah, it just moves around. There's all little compartments and you can move these little things around. So this is more for an advanced dog. You don't want to get something like this if your dog is having trouble, you know, with getting a treat from underneath a towel, you know, you, you want to start somewhere really, really easy and then work your way up to stuff like that. So yeah, Nina Oditson slash outward hound uh, puzzle toys for the win in my book.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have the brick as well. And I think it's hilarious. My dogs love to take the little um, like the little flat parts. They love yeah. to take those off completely. <laughs> so like I have to reassemble it when we're done. I just think it's really funny. That's how they think they're meant to oh, work. Oh, <laughs>
0: interesting. Freddie has not figured that out yet. And I'm actually very relieved <laughs> that he hasn't because now I'm looking at him like, oh yeah, they can just, you know, if they tried hard enough, they can pop it. But I guess it adds another layer of fun. Yeah, I guess so. I love that. A little oh, bit of
1: destruction.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's part of it too. I feel like sometimes these enrichment activities. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too is I have had this question, I'm sure you have as well, where certain puzzle toys might be easy to, to put, turn over, if you will, or like kind of flop it around. And if your dog does do that right away and you're worried about it or they're just, it's kind of ruining the experience a little bit because they're just turning it over. I would recommend also putting the puzzle toy up on something, you know, a little bit higher, a little stool or depending on what size your dog is, of course, but putting it up on something so that they can't just like hover right on top of it, depending on the puzzle toy as well. That's another way to add maybe slight difficulty if your dog's really going quick through it. Have you ever uh, heard people ask you that if it topples over? (laughs) Um, no, I haven't, but that is a great
1: suggestion, but I did want to mention that I know a lot of people will get puzzle toys and they just expect to like throw them down and like leave the room. And I would Mm -hmm. not suggest that the first, I don't know, handful of times, just so you make sure your dog isn't into chewing pieces because there are, I mean, these are made of of plastic. They're chewable. Mm -hmm. If your dog wants to chew them, they can chew. So I would definitely Mm -hmm. monitor the first handful of times and make sure they're not interested in chewing them. Um, so that we don't have any kind of emergency issue going on.
0: Very important. I'm so glad that you brought that up because sometimes I'm not a huge fan for some dogs of anything that's going to be able to be taken off of there, like those bones. Mm-hmm. The the hide and slide luckily doesn't have anything that could come off of it. So it's, it's a really good note you just made for, for those that are looking these things up. If your dog likes to ingest everything or chew everything, well, always monitor, you know, but... Aside from that, if your dog really likes to chew and, and swallow everything possible, then you want to make sure you're getting some type of toy that maybe doesn't have that or just remove them and, and as always monitor because you just don't know how your dog's going to be with this for the first bunch of times. So great point. Thank you for that, Mallory. And so there's a million other puzzle toys, but I'm glad we kept it to those couple. And and again, if, if you're listening and you're like, all right, I want to look up more go into your search engine and literally just put in dog puzzle toys, dog enrichment toys, dog uh, mental stimulation toys and tons and tons of things will come up and you will thank me for that later when you're going through 30 pages of things, but you can find it there. Um, All right, so food stuffed toys. One of my personal favorites, one I use almost every single day, if not every day. So, what can we use food-stuffed toys for, Mallory? And and what are some of your favorites? Um, food-stuffed toys are obviously to stuff food in, and you can do that
1: either at room temp if you want to make it easier. Some dogs have a preference; they don't like cold things, mm-hmm. um, or you can freeze them so that they take a little bit longer. Um, there's some really hearty food foodstuff toys. So you can typically leave your dog alone with them unless they're really heavy to wear with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But most dogs, I think they're pretty safe to be left with. Um, And the whole idea is that They get them, they lick them and it takes some time and it's just nice and relaxing, like over time, just that repetitive licking and eating food. Um, So that's what they're great for. And they're great for any kind of management. So if you need to put your dog behind a gate or you need to put your dog in a crate or put them in another room, um, this is a great tool, if you will, to put down that keeps your dog busy for a while.
0: Yeah, that's so true because it can be used for a great way to do management if you're trying, like you said, to put your dog somewhere or you know, you're know you dealing with something, you need to just keep them positively preoccupied, as I like to call it. And it's great to just have this stuff ready to go on hand if you're having guests over, if you might have an unexpected visitor or anything like that, to just be able to not just throw your dog in another room if you know it might stress them out. If they have an activity they really like with like a foodstuff toy, it can really help you get out of the woods a little bit with your dog if you have to separate them for whatever reason. So great points there. What are what are one or two of your favorites that you use? Um, so one of my favorites, I mean, there's obviously the Kong.
1: I think that's the most universal foodstuff toy and I absolutely love them. Um, but lately there's a newer one and I don't know how new it is technically speaking, but it's by West Westpaws. Yeah. It's called the Topple. It's this almost the same as a Kong. It has an opening. It has some little like dividers in it, and you can put food in it. But I just like it a little bit better than the con personally. Like it's my favorite because it's easier to clean. Oh, um, it's agree. just a little bit more accessible, and that's why I love it. The other one I love is called the Quizzle, and that's also by West Paws. And I, I brought that here. Eey, I love this. Um, So it's just like a little rubber toy and you can see it has a small opening. So you can do a couple things with this. You can get the bottle ice cube trays that have like kind of a thin strip and you can put different things in there and shove it right in this hole. And then it's a foodstuff toy. You can also put a chew in the end of it to use this as a chew guard, Mm -hmm. Um, just for safety purposes. They're not getting to the end of their chew. Um, and sometimes I just honestly spoon stuff on the end of it too. If I'm just feeling a little lazy, that serves its purpose as well. So, sure.
0: Uh, I love yeah. the Quizzle. And I love that you said you could use it as a chew guard because with, you know, bully sticks or dental chews or whatever, you're worried about your dog choking on that final bit of it and swallowing it, that can help you manage that and, and keep an eye on it. And that toy is very versatile. And you know ever the topple's my favorite so I had to come up with a backup for me. You know, I was like, what am I gonna say? That's I'm my sorry. favorite tip. You took mine. No, but it's so popular and it has become like you were saying, you know I don't know if it's new either, but it's definitely become you know a contender with the Kong and I'm actually gonna oh I'm gonna lean over here. And get some of my other things. So for those that may not be as familiar with the Kong, uh, it's just like a bubbly. I call this like a, an upside down beehivey looking rubber toy. Exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's a bubbly little thing here, and um and you can fill it. uh Sometimes you can just put dry food in here and have your dog. That's now a puzzle toy. But you could also put wet stuff in there, freeze it, not freeze it, all that stuff. So I use that a lot. Uh, so I just wanted to show that one, but. Other than the topple and the kong, one I use a lot uh, regularly that has become my favorite is a lick mat and there's different kinds. And I'm, I brought two here to show for those watching. So this one's like a durable one that Licky Mat makes now that has like a plastic part and it's, it's not floppy like the other ones are. So it's a little more durable and you could just spread You know, peanut butter, yogurt, wet dog food, whatever, you know, baby food, whatever safe that your dog might like that's mushy. That's my technical term. That's that you can, you know, slide around on there and then freeze it or just give it to your dog. Totally cool. Same thing with this one. This is a floppy one. Uh, I got this from Pupford, but they have the, they do have, you know, all different brands also have like mats with suction cups on the back that is great for, you know, putting it somewhere like the bathtub, you're giving your dog a bath, you want to help them feel a little bit better, be positively preoccupied for grooming and things like that. I like having this one. So I use this a lot and it's less messy because no offense to the Kong, but my complaint with it that I like more about the topples, the topple sits the way it's designed. I don't have one on me now, but it sits almost like an open bowl and it's Mm -hmm. less prone to getting all over your carpet. And I know, you know, I'm not that person that's like, ew, my dog's on the carpet, like my dogs are doing their (laughs) thing. But when there's peanut butter all over the carpet, because I looked away for five seconds and Jane decided to roll it across the room, it sucks and I have to clean it up. So the lick mats I like a lot too, because you don't have to really worry about that as much. Um, You can even suction cup this to your tile floor or your wood floor if you really want to keep your dog in place. So mine's a licky mat. I love it. Do you use licky mats, Mallory?
1: I do. I love them. Um, I use them both for feeding. One of my dogs is on like a gently cooked diet by necessity. And so I use that for feeding. And then um, I use them on occasion. I use them just for classically conditioning the vacuum. So when we vacuum, I say vacuum, I drop a licky mat and we vacuum. Um, awesome. I mean, I, obviously I, I separate them from the vacuum because my yeah. dogs do not love the vacuum, but
0: I think most dogs are one way girls. I use it. Yeah. 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 I hate the vacuum sure. myself. So I can only imagine. Yeah, me too. My husband's
1: <laughs> always the one that vacuums. I'll do anything else cleaning wise, but not the vacuum. Yes. It's a division
0: <laughs> of labor, as they say. It's yes. good. All right. Cool. Love that. And plush toys. This was hard for me. So I'm gonna let you I'm gonna make I'm gonna keep making you go first Mallory so I hope you're okay with that. Uh, So plush toys which are that's such a vast category but what are what are one or more of your of your go to's for plush toys yeah so
1: my dogs are a bit of plush toy snobs um (laughs) i say that politely but of course if the squeaker is not durable they break it so quickly and then they're just Mm -hmm. done with it like they're not de stuffers they just if the squeaker's broken they're done and i have found over the years that zippy paws brand i don't know what it Mm -hmm. is about their squeakers but they do some magic to those squeakers and they do not break nearly as quickly and so I love anything plush, that Zippy Paws brand. <laughs> and I especially love their burrow toys. Um, mm-hmm. One of, both of my dogs are terriers. So we love to mm-hmm. stick the toys into a larger piece that typically has holes and they get to get those little things out. And I think they just absolutely love that. So that's one of my my favorites. Oh my and gosh. I know that's not a specific thing, but the brand is just, I just they're squeakers, they're magical. No,
0: you know what's, I'm laughing right now because one of the ones I brought up was from Zippy Paws. <laughs> And and this is this is in a I have this in perhaps another category, but I'm gonna stick it in here so people can see what you're talking about. First of all, I didn't realize that zippy paws' and squeakers are, you're right. Like I've had this for a while, and these little tiny donuts, they still, they still got the yeah, they, squeak going. They do something magic. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the way to go, zippy paws. Um, But yeah, like this little hideaway toy by Zippy Paws and it's, it's a little coffee and donuts. I'm such a sucker for this cute stuff. But yeah, it's little donuts you hide in there. And my dogs love these. Absolutely. So if your dog, you don't want to do food related, these are just pull the toys out, have a blast. But I also, not to make this food, but I like food, so I think about it a lot and how to give it to my dogs, but I put food in here too. So they have to like get yeah, that out.
1: That's one of my dog's favorites, favorite activities as well. So I yes. repurpose those as well. And I'll, I'll roll some of their food into little washcloths and then I'll stuff them in there and then sprinkle that. some food on top and they love it. So they get to pull things out and it's not just... I mean, sometimes I'll just put the food in there, but putting them in the washcloth makes it take a little bit yeah. longer, added, a little bit more challenge layer.
0: Yeah. Added mm-hmm. fun, as I like to say. So yeah, Zippy Paws, highly agree and recommend that brand and, you know, not for nothing, but just where I live, where there's a lot of home goods and places like that, they Zippy Paws is up in home goods, man. So I go in mm-hmm. there and I buy all sorts of stuff there. So that's my little, my little extra extra good <laughs> tip for you at home goods that is one of it my doesn't love home goods i know really if someone doesn't like home goods i have an issue uh <laughs> so and one other thing i wanted to say with the plush toys too that i don't have on me but i used to love them and i just don't have one on me right now but the Tuffy toy brand it's called tuffy and there's just if your dog is a higher level chewer and you're the type of pet parent that's like i can't get my dog any plush toys these are a little bit thicker and more durable plush toys. So Tuffy has that. And also Outward Hounds has a a line that's similar to to Tuffy's in that sense of being extra durable and stitched extra good called Extreme Seams that I also Mm -hmm. have one of their zebra toys downstairs that the dog's like. So, um, all right, cool, now. Type of type or brand, or just like what you like. This is doesn't have to be super specific, but dog beds because we all need them. I have way <laughs> too many in my house. It's embarrassing almost if I told you how many dog beds there's like a bed in every room. Okay.
1: There's like two beds in every room on my home. So I think I know.
0: it's okay. <laughs> Luckily, Freddie's so small, I can right get in. away with the one. I'm like, all right, he'll fit there with her. It's okay. But what do you like? What types of beds? You know, any any feedback on on beds in your in your eyes? What you look for? So have. in regards to dog beds. um, I think
1: it's really important that we think about our dog's joints when we're laying on these because a lot of them Mm -hmm. are just kind of stuffed with some regular stuffing material and they get quite flimsy over time and they're not really cushioning your dog joints against the ground. Um, So when I look for a bed, I actually look for something that's going to support their weight a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do that by like kneeling on it. Obviously it depends on the size of your dog. My dogs are small, so it's not quite accurate, but (laughs) if I can kneel on it and my my knee feels a little bit of cushion from the floor, then it's generally going to be good for my dogs. That's what I look for. Um, one of my favorites is the Pet Fusion. It's available on Amazon, I think, um, oh, yeah. but it's just orthopedic foam. The whole cover comes off the actual foam part that goes inside. is waterproof, which I love. love
0: that. Um,
1: another one I like, I got at Goods, and I don't even know if they sell them online somewhere, but it's, it's a Serta one and it's like shredded memory foam. Yes. And my dogs will not stay out of that bed. They like, will like stand and look at each other like one is in it. The other one will look at the other one and it's like, oh man, I want to be there. I really need to find another one because they really love that one.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm laughing again because literally on the floor, this is a CERTA bed that I got at Home Goods, mm-hmm. And that was my, that was my pick is I go. To, so full disclosure for me, I, I've i seen the Pet Fusion one, love that. Cause I've definitely searched on Amazon for dog beds like every other <laughs> pet parent in, in the world. So, you know, I I am very much go to Home Goods and just occasionally buy a bed. I am not super fancy about it. I love what you said about, you know, the the cushioning because there are, you know, I have mats more of like something I use for place training, things like that, that are very thin and kind of flimsy. And they're definitely not supporting my two senior dogs at this point, especially my pit bull Jade, who Mm -hmm. she's, you know, got not the best legs. She's like, she's had so many surgeries on her legs that, you know, she's like Bucky Barnes. uh, If any Marvel fans out there understand that reference anyway, she's like a cyborg. Okay. So She needs cushioning. And I do the same thing. I'll lay down in the damn bed if she's big enough. I'm like, all right, let me get in here and see. But definitely push down and make sure you're not on the feeling like you're still on the floor. I love that you said that because I don't think, you know, I never thought of checking that uh, in the beginning. I never thought of that. And I would just buy whatever and realize, oh, this isn't super comfortable. Um, My other pick that I was very surprised by is a coranda bed, or AKA a raised dog bed. And for those that are not familiar with that, it's it's also what they use a lot in shelter environments, where the dog, where the bed's kind of like a little hammock for the dog, if you will. And I bought one just. To buy one i didn't really have a purpose <laughs> i'll pretend i had a purpose <laughs> i was just buying stuff as always They're great
1: for outside that's why yes.
0: you it. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you there we go yes so i have it for outside and we were working with it and i'm thinking oh with all this plush surda beds and all this stuff oh my dogs aren't gonna care about this bed and so i put another bed i found at home goods with a washable cover on top of said karanda bed And that is probably because I know my dogs Jade's favorite bed is that setup I put a a squishier bed on top of the raised bed and she loves just get even if it's just a bunch of blankets on top. She loves kind of climbing into that and like just sitting there, and she's not on the floor at all so it's it's helpful for her. So that's another option for outdoor use. Thank you Mallory. And also <laughs> inside your house if you want to just put like a crate pad on top of it or some nice blankets or a bed and really overdo it like myself. Feel free. But those are my those are my favorites. Another win for home goods. Uh, this is not sponsored by home goods <laughs> for those listening um, Maybe but it should be. Yeah, I but feel free, <laughs> home goods. If anybody on their team's listening, please let me know. Uh all right, cool. So enrichment toys. There's a lot of these. I have a couple picks, but what so why don't we talk a little bit? We kind of touched on it, but enrichment being so many different things. What what would you kind of sum it up as? And what are some picks that you like?
1: Um, so enrichment is all about meeting your dog's needs. And for me, mm-hmm. when I think about that, I think about um, naturally expressed express behavior or instinctual behavior. So things yes. like foraging, things like digging, chewing, um, licking can be one of them. I mean, really anything can be enrichment toy for a dog. So yeah, <laughs> it's, really it's a true. Variety. Um, so there's a lot of things that can classify as enrichment toys, but that's that's what I think of when I think of enrichment. It's all about meeting their needs. Love that. Um, and. One of my favorites is the Kong Wobble. Um, And there's other brands like that. Yeah, I didn't bring it So if you have one, yes. So it just has like a weight in the bottom. It's kind of like one of those clown toys you get as a kid that like you can hit and it like kind of comes comes back. And it's the same. It's the same with this. You put food in it and your dog smacks it with her paw. Again, I have a very pawsy Russell Terrier who loves Mm -hmm. to smack things around. So this is what she gets to smack around. So this is a really great one. Yeah, I love Um, this. Another one that I like in this, this is an enrichment toy and I think people tend to sell these particular items short as enrichment toys, but I love slow feeders. Um, yes. I don't, it doesn't really matter what brand I do. I will say I love the outward hound brand the most because I they're dishwasher safe. And let's be honest, I love putting things in the dishwasher versus having to wash it by hand. Of course. Um, yeah. But I, I think they're highly I think people tend to like think they're overrated, but they're really great enrichment. They slow your dogs down when they eat. You can do dry food. You can just smear some peanut butter around it and Mm -hmm. set it down just like a lick mat. Um, They have a lot of different uses.
0: I love that you brought up slow feeders because I think it sometimes gets overlooked, you know, it's kind of like, eh, you know, but I I have the outward hound one as well and I love it. And I've had it for years and years and years now it is going to last you. So um, let me see what I have here. So one of the, so I love, I'm kind of throwing this in just because we couldn't cover it in the other one, but I, I love snuffle mats and I just wanted to show this one and have people aware of what this is. And this is kind of falling in food enrichment type thing, because that's my favorite. But yeah, it's basically mimicking grass. It's just a felt kind of pad, if you will, that you can hide food in. That's one of my faves. And I had the Kong wobbler, so you got me on that. And then one of my favorites that I think, and I wanna talk about this a little bit, I love your feedback too, is a flirt pole. So, Jade, Jade's favorite toy on Earth, and Jade is not a toy motivated, super toy motivated dog. She'll play a little. I have to be engaged with her for her to really care. Freddie loves toys. He'll play with whatever. But her absolute favorite thing on the planet is a flirt pole to the point where I actually have to really be mindful when I'm playing with her with it because she gets like overstimulated by it. <laughs> she loves it. And You know, if your dog again think like you said, natural behaviors that your dog might want to do, like chasing something around, it's basically so. For those who don't know what a flirt pole is, and I didn't bring mine, but it is like a cat toy, a little pole with a string, and it's got a little toy at the end. Your dog can chase it around. This is great for energy, like let exercise physically, but also I think mentally as well, because they're figuring out how to get to it. Make sure your dog's allowed to get to it at certain points. Don't just totally tease them with it the whole time, but it's fun. And then it turns into a little tugging game when they do get it. There's so many elements going on, but I do think people get nervous because they're like, well, I don't want to train my dog on chasing things, you know, where, and I totally get that concern. But I, dare I say, it might help with it because you're actually giving them an appropriate outlet to do that natural dog behavior. And if we can help work with them in that context, we can obviously with training help in real life when they're trying to chase things, but it's not going to necessarily make that worse. If anything, it's actually letting them scratch that itch, so to speak. So hopefully it will help you with the other times. But how do you feel about flirt poles?
1: I love them. I have one as well. Um, I admittedly don't use it as much as I should. It's buried in my closet because there's not very. i I have a lot of dog stuff, and I'm really. We have a lot of toys to, to get
0: through. We can't. We can't always be getting everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I love flirt poles. I will say, um, with dogs that struggle with um, managing their arousal. Yes. Managing their arousal levels. Um, what I really like is flirt pole with some rules. So like yes. when the flirt pole's is not in motion or in resting position, the dog needs to learn to maybe perhaps sit or lay or mm-hmm. leave it alone while it's resting. And then when it's moving, we can release them to chase and you can kind of teach a little bit of on switch on and off switch that way. Um, so I think it's really great for getting out that running, jumping again, giving kind of a place to scratch that itch in terms of chase, mm-hmm. but just providing a little bit of structure when you play with it just because it is a really um, arousing toy to play with, right? Like yes. we're getting them really amped up. So including some time to come back down from that right. is really important.
0: I love everything you just said. Cause that's like, when I was like, I have to be mindful with Jade. That's what I meant by mindful. I'm like, that's exactly what I have to do with her <laughs> because she gets a little wild child and she's not normally like that. And I was like, whoa, you know, even with my dog that I've had, she's been in my life going to be 10 years soon. Uh, Birthday's coming up soon. And, you know, I was actually quite shocked at how invested she got and how aroused she got by the play. So love that you pointed that out. This is not the type of toy that you want to just be making your dog go absolutely nuts for 20 minutes straight without a break or some structure, or a little bit of, you know, stopping and taking a breath and calming down a little bit and then re-engaging, Just like with tug, you know, you want to tug a little, then maybe take a break, take a second, have them sit, do it again, etc. So I love that you pointed that out because it can get for some dogs a little, a little too much. Uh, and it's a great way to have play, but also, you know, communicate while you're playing. Think that's always great no matter what you're doing. So I, I love that point. So I did want to sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, please, I just wanted to point no. out too
1: I love that you brought up snuffle mats. Have you seen the
0: snuffle balls that people make? Oh my gosh, yeah. I need
1: one of those. That's one
0: I don't have and it's on my oh, list because I love those. That's so cool. I am so not crafty. So I'm jealous that you <laughs> made yours. And yeah, those are so unique, right? I feel like that's definitely a new product that, that I never saw uh, maybe the last couple years, but before that, I never saw that before. And I thought that was a genius idea, um, but yeah, I absolutely love that. And I just saw snuffle mat where it's a snuffle mat, but also uh, like little, almost like when we use toilet paper rolls in a box where they're all Mm -hmm. sticking up and you like hide stuff. It mimicked that inside the snuff. I just saw this online actually when I was researching for today. Mm -hmm. It has like chambers like that, that mimic kind of toilet paper rolls. And then there was like little toys on top of it, like almost little carrots it looked like. So there was like snuffle and then that part of it in it. And I was like, this is just getting wild. And I loved it, but I'm like, this is so interesting. They're coming up with so many ideas. I have a huge snuffle mat with like, pockets and flaps and Mm -hmm. so you can get there's so many different kinds of snuffle mats out there so for those the one you're talking about
1: um I know a lot of people will go to Ikea and look at the kids toy section because I think they have some things like that where it's like carrots that are like pretend planted in dirt but it comes out of a thing and you can actually hide food so you can actually get kids toys at Ikea and use them for enrichment toys
0: as well. That's true, and as anyone who has young children and dogs knows, a lot of kids' toys and dog toys can look very similar. Um, So yeah, you can definitely pass that off. Um, All right, so DIY. I love that we included this today because what if we don't wanna buy more crap? Okay. What if, and this is not me because I want to buy more crap, but if you don't, you can do some stuff for free with stuff you have lying around the house. So DIY stuff is just using what you got and making the most of it for your dog. And there are plenty of things you can do. So what's a favorite you have? Yeah. So
1: absolutely. I I mean, enrichment does not have to be expensive. And I think that's a big misconception out there. Like you don't, I mean, I love dog stuff. I have plenty of dog stuff. like you, I enjoy dog stuff more than I enjoy stuff for myself, (laughs) but there are plenty of things you can do with items around your house that are low cost, no cost, um, one and done, um, things that may last over time. A couple of my favorites are using, um, empty paper towel tubes, and then you can do it. You can do it basically any way you want, but you can fold the ends in and you can put some food in it fold the other end and give it to your dog, let them shred it up to get the food. You can stuff paper in it and interweave the food with the paper and then close it. You can poke holes in it. Literally the possibilities are endless. You can hide them around your house on Christmas morning. You can wrap them with wrapping paper and let your dog have something to unwrap. Um, But that's a great one. And then my other favorite is just the snuffle towel. Just get a towel or a blanket, put some food in it, roll it up, twist it up fold it all random ways, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to do, and then throw it down. And there you have a snuffle mat and and you didn't even have to buy it. Um, just things that you have around your house. Um, another great one is the muffin tin. So like, if you have a muffin tin that you don't mind your dog having food out of, you can put food in it and you can cover some of the holes with toys, whether that be tennis balls, plush toys, or whatever, and let your dog work out how to get the food underneath. So those are a couple of my favorites.
0: I'm glad that you brought up the muffin tin, too, because I use a muffin. I have one for my dogs, and I always joke. I'm like, I'm not using it for making muffins, so might as well (laughs) use it. It just sits in my, you know, that drawer underneath your oven that things go to die that I never use, and muffin tin, you know, was in there, and I'm like, let me just give this to the dogs, and they love that game, the muffin tin game, so great suggestions. I'm a big fan of boxes. I save a lot of boxes. Lord knows I'm getting a lot of deliveries. So I repurpose the boxes and I just scatter all sorts of stuff inside the boxes with the paper. So I save that cardboardy lunch bag type paper from all my deliveries and I wrap dental treats or chews inside the paper and then throw it in the box. And then I'll throw the hideaway toy in the box with the paper, with the toilet paper rolls, with the paper towel rolls. And I just do like a complete a mess in there of all of that stuff inside the box. And then I just put the box down and my dogs go for that for, man, that could last them 40 minutes to get through all of it and really then go back and check it, which takes another 10 minutes because they wanna (laughs) make sure they didn't miss any. You have the roundabout again. So I love that. And a really simple one, really, really simple one. If you have any patch of grass, obviously that isn't chemically treated with anything that's gonna hurt your dog, our backyard is very natural. So we, I, I go back there and I'll just take like a handful of either dry food or treats or whatever you feel comfortable with. And I just toss it into the grass. And that is nature's snuffle mat as we all say in the dog community. But yeah, I just toss it in the grass and dogs go and sniff it all out and try to find them. So that's an easy one you could do as well or scatter it in your house, you know, like you were saying, hide things around, you could just take some food and literally hide it around your furniture around the room and have your dog go search. So those are great ways to do some DIY free stuff in your house that you really could just use that I my closet was filled with toilet paper rolls at one point. And I'm like, if anyone <laughs> opened this, it would be really weird for them. They didn't know. like it was really bad. I had so much I actually had to throw a lot of it away because I just kept every tiny thing. And I'm like, all right, we don't need all of this. So I cut back a little bit on my habit there. So great. I love those DIY enrichment stuff. Uh, let's go through the last couple here. Grooming products and I am no groomer, but I like to, obviously I do groom my dogs. I think it's important and I bathe them and brush them and all that stuff. So what's a favorite product that you like for in the grooming category? Um, So there's two
1: things I use on a regular basis. So I brush my dog's teeth every single night. Um, Just a habit we got into. I've got small dogs, small dogs tend to be prone to dental disease. So I just Mm -hmm. made it a habit. So dog toothpaste, Um, we use Oratine is a brand um, Mm -hmm. that we use, but they're of other ones like that's life and other things, but there are dog safe ones that you use specifically for your dogs. Don't get your toothpaste and use it on your dog. I'm Not Colgate sure here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We need to get dog specific. Love that.
1: Yes. Um, so toothpaste. And then the second one is musher secret paw wax. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't, I don't have anything up here because I don't even know what I would show you anyways, but it's basically like this waxy balm that you can put on your dog's um, paw pads and it's great for the summer and it's great for winter. It just provides a little protective film against heat on pavement in the summer and snow on pavement or in the grass or snow in general in the winter.
0: I love that brand too. And I also have, I have a couple other kinds that I've gotten or had sent to me, but it's basically like doggy chapstick. I feel like where you like, you know, you kind of rub it everywhere. It's like Vaseline, you know, you just kind of have a layer <laughs> to help protect your skin from the elements. But <clears throat> I love that. My big one, my big, big one aside, you know, I, I also do a lot of teeth brushing and I love that and having good toothpaste for your dog, but this, this brand is no longer available because it used to be in pet value. Um, so unless you're in Canada where they still have pet values, you can't find this, but there's other brands, but this is a waterless bath or like a dry shampoo for dogs, if you will. I use this a lot when we're in between baths or just, and we're having company and I'm like, the dogs have to smell good and it's a healthier, you know, it's not like perfume. It's, it's really made to help their fur and stuff, you know, be mindful of the ingredients, but I love this. I have a couple of bottles of this luckily before I couldn't get them anymore. So I love waterless bath. I obviously still bathe my dogs, but we can't bathe them every day. So, you know, if they get dirty or you're worried about how they're smelling, it's a great, that's a great uh, grooming product that I use a lot. So, all right, harnesses, this is a big one. I have a whole post about my favorite harnesses uh, that I will probably be reposting once a year because it's just a co- common thing we get asked as trainers. But what is one of your favorite harnesses? I know there's a few we like, but what are what's a top one for you? Yeah, so
1: I have a lot of different ones and I've gone through a lot of different ones over the year. And I finally bit the bullet and got the perfect fit, which I have here. Um, and this is absolutely my favorite. I will never own another brand of harness. That's how much I love it. Um, so it actually comes in two different pieces. So like if I unsnap this, yeah, this all comes apart. So it's two separate pieces in entirety so you can get customizable sizes. And then there's actually oh, wow. a third piece, I lied. <laughs> So this piece comes off as well. So there's three different pieces. So you can actually get the absolute perfect fit for your dog. Um, So you can interchange what sizes you need. Um, The sizing is a little complex to figure out, but their customer service is great, but I absolutely love it. They're fleece lined. So you don't get any rubbing or chafing. Um, And I just think they're wonderful. They have a front clip and a back clip. If that matters to you. Love that option. Um, Yep so I just absolutely love them and I'm getting dog hair everywhere
0: because mine's covered in <laughs> I know that happens to me too I'm like and eh, now everything's dirty uh <laughs> I love the perfect fit as well that's at, at towards the top of my list very comfortable very adjustable you want something adjustable right and I went I've also gone through of course a lot of different harnesses over the years and you know uh, with my dogs You know, with Jade, I can put all the ones most people recommend, like the Perfect Fit. The Balance Harness is another really good one that I know gets Mm -hmm. reviewed really well and is always at the top of best harnesses for dogs and dog training and stuff. I love the Balance Harness, but with my little Freddy, none of those properly fit him in a way that I was comfortable with. And he's just got a weird body type. He's not full chihuahua. He's like chihuahua poodle Pomeranian mixture going on. So it's it's a strange thing. So I, I couldn't get any of them to fit. I ordered every I ordered like five harnesses and could not get it to work. And then finally the um, three-in-one harness by PetSafe was the only one that properly fit him where it was like comfortable for him. And uh, although I'm not a fan of all of PetSafe's products, this one particular harness was what worked best for him. So I, I got that one. So I actually, it is a dupe for the balance harness, in my opinion-ish, obviously it's not exactly one trainer's opinion, um, but it is half the price of the balance harness. So sometimes when people just, a lot of my clients will not pay $50 for a harness and I cannot go over there and convince them to. So I have to give them another option. So I like having that one as another option to try, but the balance and the perfect fit are really, really good. And most dogs are going to fit in that without an issue. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up because I love the fleece lined too. Cause yeah,
1: the rough wear front range is another good one. And the yes. roughwear wear flag line, most of the ones by rougher are really good. Yes. Um, and then Another great one for really small dogs. So when Ollie was younger, we had a hard time finding a good fit for him as well, because he's 12 pounds and he's Mm -hmm. kind of a weird build because he's all these different mixes of terrier, Yeah. Um, but puppy Puppy brand. I don't know if you say it. Yeah. 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 That's a great one for small dogs. They seem to tend to fit the small dogs really well. So that's a good brand and it's, you can find it most places.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I I mean, I could be wrong, but I want to say they're like $20 harnesses. Yeah. They're very inexpensive, very, uh, soft, uh, I've definitely liked having those for small dogs as well. So I love Pupia for sure. And uh, also the True Love harness is another inexpensive kind of version that, that's in that front, uh, Roughwear front range, uh, perfect fit category. And, you, um, and on this note, regardless of what harness you're looking at, you want it to be properly fitted on your dog. If you can like stick your entire body through it or your arm <laughs> through it, it's too big. And, uh, and also you want it to be a Y shape in the front so you really don't want things sagging down over your dog's shoulder area when they're trying to have that mobility and that movement when they're when they're walking so you really want to make sure it's a y shape and for those that are not watching i'm making an awkward gesture with my hands across my chest (laughs) so y shape is the way to go and there's so many harnesses but those are some good ones and i'm sure at some point i'll be resharing that whole list that i like which includes all of these so um speaking of walking equipment uh type of harness i mean type of harness we just did that type of leash so we're going to need a leash to go with it and this is pretty quick but i wanted to touch on it because there are lots of leashes and lengths and materials so what is it what is your favorite um i really love
1: biofame leashes just because so for people not familiar biothane, it's like a type of, I think it's like
0: a type of weather or plastic. I'm not mm-hmm. even entirely it's sure. It's like weather. It's, I say it's weatherproof. That's my way yeah, of describing it. it is.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's really great because you can just put it in some soapy water and clean it that way, which makes it really awesome and easy to clean. Um, yeah, And I really like having a, a couple different types of leashes for different types of walks. So I do suggest mm-hmm. having a long line, um, for walks where your dogs can drag the line or can have more space. Um, but for typical walks, I really like Euro style leashes. Um, mm-hmm. so that means usually like seven to nine feet, and then it can kind of clip in different ways. You can have it in like the typical way as a handle, it can clip down so you can wear it as like a sash. Oh, and then you can that. also wear it around your waist as well. Um, but I really like those particular types in terms of brands. Um, I don't really have a particular favorite, but that's generally yeah. what
0: I like. I love the sash thing. That's when I, when I had a heart, when I had a leash that had that, I was thrilled because I could just, it's basically hands-free at that point. So, um, so yeah, agree. great long line, you should have one. And then I usually do, you know, six to nine foot if needed. I I like longer, my shortest leash is like 10 feet long. So I, I just reel it in and then I reel it out. I just like having yeah. the the extra space, the extra room. So longer is always better in my opinion, uh, because obviously you can shorten it, but if you already have it too short, you can't lengthen it. So that's my little golden rule for that. And for a Euro style leash where it
1: has those different ways you can wear it, I think longer is better because you never know, like with in regards to like, if you put it as a sash around your torso, like how much room is your dog going to have on the end? So if you, yeah. So if you want to do a little bit longer for your style leash, I think it works out best. And I'm also very tall in comparison to my dogs. So -hmm. that helps as well.
0: Yeah. See, I get away. I'm short. So I'm like, yeah, I'm down (laughs) here with you guys. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's a good point because longer is always better because you can adjust, but if you get it too short, your dog's not going to have enough room to really enjoy themselves and move around. And that's really the purpose of bringing them out for a walk. So highly recommend that. And I love weatherproof. Anything that's weatherproof, biothane that you can easily wash off is amazing. I will never for the rest of my life at this existence, I will never buy a cloth leash again. No hate, but never cloth for me again. (laughs) So once you go that way, you don't go back.
1: Yeah. One quick thing to point out about biothane, because I know there has been some concerns about them snapping on walks. And so the one thing I wanted to say is just make sure you're getting an appropriate width for the size and weight of your dog. So I have very small dogs. I don't need a very huge width um, to bear their weight if they were to run and hit the end of the lead. But if you have a big pit bull like Jade or pit bull mix like Jade, you're going to need something a little bit thicker. Um,
0: yes. So just keep that in mind. And most brands like the brand I have, which I just got off Amazon, um, it's called Viper. I just found one that was like, good. And I'm uh, I'm quick. I'm like, Oh, great. Looks nice. Uh, <laughs> and then I just return everything when I don't like it. But uh, this this one was great. And I've bought more than one. And uh, I do, they do have different widths. So I'm glad you brought that up too, because yeah, you, do, you don't want to get a tiny thin one for your big dog. So I have a different length and width for Jade than I do for Freddie, who's, you know, barely 10 pounds. Uh, all right, cool, favorite training product. This is general. So what's your favorite training product like uh, for training purposes?
1: Yeah, so I I have two and I went on different ends of the spectrum, one's a splurge, one's not that big of a splurge. Oh, okay. um, so. I don't get to use a lot of clicker training in my house because I have one dog who is very um, aversive to the clicks on, but I do have some because I do clicker train with my one dog outside that doesn't have an issue, but the quick, clicker ring is pretty awesome because you put it on your finger and you can click it and it just takes a little bit of the mechanics so much easier, right? Because it's not like in your hand and you're fiddling with it. I think it's great for beginners. It also has a nice quiet click, which I like. Yeah. Um, So that's a good one. My splurge item is the Blue Nine Climb. If you guys aren't familiar, there's actually one behind me. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> not really. Oh, it's it's like a the platform. If we're yeah, to but it is. It. It's a platform and it has legs that can go on and off. Um, it's kind of expensive and it's honestly kind of worth it. I use it a lot for cooperative care. It's a great station that's elevated. That makes it a little bit easier or a little bit easier not to break. If you need a station, I use it for mm-hmm. taking turns with my dogs The possibilities are endless. I do a lot of fitness training with my dogs. I use it for that. Like it has so many potential possibilities. It's really great.
0: I'm, I I love that you just said it's, it's expensive, but it's worth it because yeah, when you look at the, I I mean, it's not a million dollars, but it's, it's not what you're expecting when you're looking it up even when I looked it up initially years ago, I was like, Oh, what is all this? And, and I was like, Oh, it's that. Um, but it, everyone I know that has one loves it and has nothing but good things to say. And there are so many uses for it from fitness to doing cooperative care, like vet stuff and things like that, where your dog is going to be up on a platform. So it it does mimics that. Yeah oh yeah, yeah, they're durable. It's not like you're gonna mm-hmm. be replacing that every year. Um, so yeah, I, I like that one. That was, a, that I wasn't expecting that one. That was a good pick. <laughs> I have a very generic, like basic B one, which is, uh, I'm just gonna say a tree pouch is my favorite training product. Cause without it, I think I would die. I love my treat pouch. It's an extension of my being at this point. It's just another limb on my body. I don't go anywhere with my dogs without a treat pouch on. I have several different kinds, but if I had to pick my favorite right now, it would be the Rapid Rewards Treat Pouch by Doggone Good Clicker Company. I always say that wrong, but that's the right name. Um, but yeah, just put it right. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so Rapid Rewards Treat Pouch is my favorite. It's like 20 bucks or twenty some bucks. And I've had mine for years. So again, durable. And uh, for treat pouches, if you're worried about it, I usually use a ziplock or a zip type bag inside a plastic or whatever you want, reusable, something in there between the pouch and the treats. If you're worried about it, or you're using kind of like chicken or something meaty and you don't want it all at the bottom of your bag, that's how I get my bags to last and how a lot of trainers do. So that's my yeah. pick is a treat pouch. I never leave home without it. A good tip for the treat pouches.
1: So I know you're talking about bags, but the zip top brand reusable, like yeah. silicone food grade, silicone bags, the kid size ones fit oh. perfect and the doggone good. And most treat pouches that I use, um, hey, I just and they're really great because you can stick them in the dishwasher.
0: That's amazing. Cause I have silicone, like reusable zip block bags and none of them fit my bag well. And it always bothers me.
1: Yeah. So they're like the you. kid
0: ones and they have yeah. like little animal faces on them and they have a dog one and it's so cute. That's what I use in mine. <laughs> um, okay. Now I need to go buy this when we hang up. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Cause I, I've been having trouble fitting the right thing in there. So Thank yeah, you. Very right, good. Oh, I hope that helps somebody else. Cause I didn't even know that. Um, all right. Cool. Training treats. We're on the last two here folks. So stick with us. Cause I'm, I'm excited for my final one, the final one. Uh, so second to last favorite type or brand, whatever you feel comfortable training treats, because obviously we get asked as trainers, what do you use? What should I buy? What, what do we use during training? So what are your thoughts on like what to use and what not to use in terms of for training purposes.
1: Mm -hmm. So for training treats, um, you wanna make sure that it's small. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it can be like literally like the itty bitty tip of your pinky. Mm -hmm. Um, So things really small Um, in terms of what to use. um, It can really be anything. You can do store-bought, you can do Um, Mm home-cooked. But what I do suggest doing is doing what I call trail mix um, where you mix different types. So you can use some store-bought, you can use some fresh meat, some kibble, some higher value things like cheese. Um, but that way you're just not feeding your dogs, like all cheese or all peanut butter or yeah. all heavy fatty things. <laughs> like you want to be able to mix it. So it's just not so the much same. fat. Cause I, f- yeah. I see a lot of people use like a lot of cheese and a lot of hot dogs and that's great. Those are great high value items, but it's good to mix them in with things that aren't quite as high fat.
0: Oh, it's great. A great tip. Because I always say trail mix too. And if, even if you put a couple pieces of cheese in there, everything kind of starts to smell like everything else in there. So you kind of, you know, even if you put your dog's dry food in there and you put some cheese in there, it's going to already uplift the rest of the bag. But I, I do like to put a little bit of everything in there. And I'm a huge fan of, and some analogies, because we love analogies here, but you know, size wise is like pencil, think pencil eraser, the end of a pencil, think P the size of a pea. that's the kind of like small and easy, easily consumable by your dog is what you're looking for. You want them to be able to consume it and move on to the next thing that you're working on or, or doing with them. But I love freeze dried, whatever treats I love. Yay. Oh, those <laughs> puffer ones are really good. Yeah. Like I love, I loved small freeze-dried treats. And even if you get the bigger ones, because pufford has got it down with the size there, but um, you know, I've used Pure Bites. They're bigger, but they are easy to snap into small pieces. You can cut them into small pieces, depending on what kind you get. But I love freeze-dried treats and I love jerky. My dogs love jerky treats. So chicken jerky or beef jerky treats. And then I just take the entire bag and I just cut them into small pieces and I put in a Ziploc and and then we're done. So those are some of my favorites. I'm glad we talked about size because that matters when you're training, you don't want to be giving your dog an entire biscuit bone every time they do a one behavior, because they're going to be 5 million pounds by the end of the day, because you're just going to be giving them way too much intake. Um, So Mm -hmm. just make sure it's small and that you're also taking into account the rest of their, daily caloric intake, because I'm sure you right. get asked, well, I don't want to use too much food because we're trying to watch their weight or we don't want to overfeed them or make them sick or whatever. And obviously we don't want that either, but I just, I know this may sound kind of weird, but it's really the truth. I always say you don't overfeed by not overfeeding. It's just, <laughs> we don't have to make it that complicated. I think sometimes right. we overthink it. You know, I'm the queen of overthinking. So I'm there, but, um, that's all I do all day. Uh, but you know, if you did a lot of training, then feed them less at dinner or, you know, or use some of their dinner. I mean, it's just keep it simple, right? Do you get asked that a lot about using? I do. Yeah,
1: I do. Especially since I have smaller dogs, mine are 19 and 12. So I, I get that question a lot. And I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, but knowing what your dog should be getting calorie wise in a yes. day and splitting that up appropriately, and maybe even speeding in a deficit, if you're going to use a lot of treats. Yes. Um, and I mean, a, a slight deficit, I don't want you to starve your dog. We're yeah, not asking yeah. that, but just a slight deficit. So you're making up for the calories
0: yeah. um,
1: is really helpful. And I think, I mean, I train my dogs twice a day, two to three times a day at most. And mm. <laughs> neither one of them are fat. And that's yeah. because I, I take careful consideration. All it takes is some planning. It does not have to be complicated. I and absolutely then
0: agree.
1: Um, on top of that, I was going to say, I do love the freeze dried ones, but I also do a lot of just cooked meat. Like I'll just stick yes. some chicken in the oven, just plain and cook it. And then I just dice it up into really tiny pieces. And then you can even break it up on your walk and even smaller pieces, yeah. but it's a great a great one that people overlook and it's pretty cost effective in the long run, especially if you have smaller dogs.
0: Yeah. And if you're lazy like me in that cooking department, you could go get a rotisserie chicken at your local grocery store. Like I like to do. And I take the skin off of it and I just get the good parts and I cut it up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they cooked it for me. I'll just buy it (laughs) and take it home. Um, so yeah, you can, I love like just straight meat. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's healthy. You know what's in it, right? It's sometimes healthier than giving treats because it's just that. So I, I'm I'm a big fan of just giving straight meat, and I'm sure the dogs are as well. So that's Absolutely. good. Now, our final category for the evening, our show is coming to an end, but I wanted to do a wild a quote wild card item, which may not fall in any specific category, or maybe it does, and we just want to mention it. What's a, why, your favorite wild card item or items that you wanted to highlight? Yeah, so
1: there's two. Um, I also love a good treat pouch. Um, I, will, I will say at home, I, I tend to use jars. I just use yeah. like Zendals. Um, But for walking, I absolutely love the Canada Pooch Everything Fanny Pack. It is my absolute favorite. There's so much space in this thing when you walk. You can stick all oh your God. all your things in there. It has a space for poop bags. And it has like another compartment for other things, but it's just my absolute favorite, honest to God. What is that called again? This is the Canada pooch one. It's the everything fanny pack, um, everything but I, I just absolutely pack. love it. All right. Well, and that's then- on my
0: Christmas list. So that's why I was asking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to buy it.
1: <laughs> so my second thing is kind of a weird wild card item, but earth rated poop bags. And that's what's in here. Um, it's, I don't know what it is about them. Like they have lavender scented ones and they smell so good. And I know that's so weird to talk about in relation to a a poop bag, but they're wonderful. They have never ripped on me, they've never split. They're really economical. You think you can get like 900 bags for 35 bucks on Amazon in like a big box. And it comes with like the little dispensers that has Mm -hmm. a little slot where you can like put the poop bag once you've tied it oh, um nice. but I'm I'm absolutely a snob for earth rated poop bags I won't use anything else I just love them
0: I'm a huge um, fan of earth rated poop bags as well and they're <laughs> and, oh man you just I'm gonna say my other wild card you just reminded me of another wild card item that's by earth Earthway. up uh, uh, earth uh, Earth rated cannot say the word yeah. I keep wanting to say the name of the product so sorry I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you continue I just got excited about earth rated stuff you're, you're fine
1: I just <laughs> I couldn't pick just one or two and the last thing is is really surprising is just jam jars mason jars whatever these are mm-hmm. everywhere in my house people probably think I'm nuts but <laughs> other, <laughs> another jar <laughs> but I put treats in these everywhere in my house. So when my dog is doing something good or they're just relaxing or they make a good choice, I can reward multiple times throughout the day. And they're right there. They're setting me up for success. And that's just a great one to have that I think people often overlook, but just a great one. I mean, mason jars, glass jars, whatever you want to use.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, reusing stuff you're already... You know, if you're done with jam, I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Like re-recycle it, if Mm -hmm. you will. I also love jars. I have several kind of treat stations around the house. And I think for those listening, regardless of if you're in the middle of really training hard with your dog and like really, you just got a puppy and you're really working at it. Or if you have, or if you're dog trainers and your dogs are quote unquote trained and you're still working with them because it is a relationship, Not an end, not a you know, a period of time that it ends, but I love just being able to reward anytime they're doing something that I like and not having to run to the kitchen and get up and open up the three cupboards to find the one crinkly bag in the back of the cupboard that's their treats. You want to have things readily available, it makes your life easier. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad you touched on that. And speaking of earth rated. One of my now wild card picks is earth-rated rate wipes, dog wipes. I, I, I don't use them all the time, but I do bring them with us when we go to a, you know, a long walk, a hike. We're going to go traveling. I like just having those there. It's nice to throw in your car in case of an emergency or something happens. And you can wipe your dog off. But I also love their poop bags because I've definitely bought you know, cheaper or not a name brand. And that's fine sometimes, but I've definitely stuck my hand through it and it breaks. Mm -hmm. And then I'm saying not so nice words out in my yard and I'm (laughs) trying to pick up the poop. So it's really nice to have proper and good quality poop bags because we're going to be using them all the time and that's not going to change. My other kind of two items for a wild card. uh, And I'll say, I'm going to say all three. We got three more. A car restraint of some kind, like a seatbelt type thing. I love those for dogs. Um, I just feel safer with my dogs with them if we're especially if we're going somewhere that's not down the block in the car. Also a baby gate or some type of I have like a cuter home goods again, shout out home goods, a wooden kind of cute looking gate that I use to separate the dogs that looks a little bit more, you know, interior designy. And I use it every single day. Every day I use that gate. At some juncture in the day, I use it. So I love having a, some type of gating system. And then lastly, my wild card pick is a dog deterrent spray. And obviously you don't wanna use this on your dog and it's not for training, let me start with that. But it is in case of an emergency because I'm have a. I'm definitely afraid of off-leash dogs running up to my tiny 10 pound Chihuahua. And of course Jade, but at least she's a bigger dog. But my 10 pound chihuahua did come to me react, very reactive and not sure about other dogs to a varying extent. And if a not so friendly dog broke off their leash or was off leash, unfortunately, and runs up to us and he gets annoyed, like my dog could get killed. Um, and I get very nervous about those things. So whether it's like maybe a creepy person when I'm walking by myself or, you know, you <laughs> could use it for anything, but they have like citronella sprays, like a deterrent shield that you can use. If God forbid there was a dog fight with your dog somewhere or an off leash dog or another type of animal, depending on where you're hiking or a person, it's just a nice little safety thing that luckily I've never had to use, thank God. But I have it clipped on my treat pouch ready to go. And I even practice like Yosemite, Sam bringing it out. And I practice how I would get my hand on there in case of an emergency. And I just feel better having it. I don't use it, mm-hmm. but I like having it on me. So that was a little, not to bring us down to a negative at the end of the episode, <laughs> but I know people are scared of this yeah. stuff out there. And I'm like, this helps me feel better. You know, even if I don't yeah. utilize it, it, just helps me feel like I have something, if God forbid something were to happen.
1: I carry one as well. And I hope that I never have to use it. And I have other techniques in mind that I would use before I result to that, but it's a really great one to have because if a dog runs up, I also have, um, both of my dogs are reactive to varying extents, Mm -hmm. but my, my smaller one is more reactive. And if, if another dog run up, I, I do fear it would end up in a fight. Yeah. And if it's a fight and there's a strong bite and a bite that's held on, yeah. That's a really great one to have that if I have to use it, I'm going to use it to get yeah, them apart. Of course. And it's it, like you said, sometimes I just carry it by myself. Like, cause I always have it in my pocket and mm-hmm. like, if there's a creepy person, it makes me feel safe. Yeah. Like it's not going to like, do I any damage, something. but it's definitely going to
0: startle someone if I spray them or yeah. something, right? Like, yeah, you got so, something on you. So I, I yeah. know that most people don't think of that or have never heard of that whenever I've mentioned it on you know, a live or a post, or they ask, what's that thing that you have in that video that's on your, you know, so I know it's something people are curious about. So I just wanted to throw that out there um, along with the baby and the car restraint. I like management stuff and safety. Apparently I like safety things. So that's my (laughs) wild card bucket here at the end. Um, This has been amazing. now before we sign off, where can people connect with you, Mallory, find out what you're doing. And do you have anything you want to let us know that you're up to, or that you're doing with your business? Yeah. So you can find
1: me at, on Instagram at blog. <laughs> so I know it does not match my business name, but I started this way in advance of my business. And it just at this point, I don't, I feel some emotional connection to it. So of I'm not going to change it. But you can... <laughs> You guys can find me there. Um, I'm also on Facebook with the same exact username. So you can find me there as well. You can also find me on my website, which is www.engineeringoptimismdogtraining.com. In terms of what I'm up to, um, my business just launched in the beginning of November. So I'm up. I'm offering private training. My books are open. If you need help with things, I'm there. Just contact me, reach out, and we'll see what we can do. And if I, for some reason, cannot help you, I will find someone that can Um, So. That's what I'm up to. And that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. And congrats on the launch of this in November. And I know you're doing awesome things and I've been following your page for a while. So I'm so happy that we got to run through all of these holiday gift ideas because <laughs> I know people are going to be interested to hear what we have to say are our favorites. And uh, thank you again, Mallory. It's been wonderful chatting with you and, and thank you for, for bringing in all of your faves today and, and taking the time to talk with me. Absolutely. It's been great. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, if you didn't already have gift ideas for your dogs, go ahead and uh, empty your wallets now and your pockets (laughs) because I have things I got to buy once we hang up. So let me get to that. Uh, So thank you for joining us this episode. I hope you found it valuable. And as always, treat yourself and treat your dogs. And I'm saying it in that tone because this episode especially, treat yourself and treat your dogs. If you'd like to support this podcast or our other online educational content, please check out our Patreon support page at patreon.com slash from dusk till dog. And as they say that's a wrap guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you found some value in it. And if you did, please consider giving us some positive reinforcement and leave us a review. If you'd like to connect with me online, go ahead and give me a follow at From Dusk Till Dog on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or Facebook, or you can visit our website at fromdusktilldog.com. And until next time, take care and talk soon.